They are absolutely crazy, and I love it. Those girls have no filter. You never know what's going to come out of their mouths. Sister! Sister, sister! Oh my god, this singing has to go. So I'm like super comfy right now in my bed doing this podcast. I'm not. I'm at the dining room table because my wife is everywhere else in this house. Oh my gosh. Um, today's been so crazy. No, it hasn't. It Just has, kidding. but um, I can't say the word excited. What's another like a synonym? I'm thrilled. I am absolutely thrilled to be here today, and I cannot wait for our guest. Should we like do a little? It is. We're looking into the future tonight with Cynthia. I love looking into the future. You know that's my thing. I know, and um, this is our second podcast with a person with these abilities. Um, but I thought the last one was so interesting. And I know a lot of our listeners, um, I can think of like a couple on the top of my head. They love this type of stuff. So it's perfect. Yes. It just makes me feel so much better about life and takes away my anxiety. And I think it's so amazing that people have gifts like this. Like it blows my mind. I know. And sometimes I'm like, I like, I'm like, that'd be so cool to have the gift, but I'd also be, I don't know, like a little scared, but I'm just the wimp. So, but I guess it's like, if you have it, it's a different feeling. Yes. And I feel like it like is probably exhausting. Well, yeah, I'm actually going to ask that because have you ever noticed like when you're getting a reading, sometimes they're like yawning or like things like that. I wonder if it takes a lot of energy out of them because they're kind of going between, um, you know, yeah, that makes total sense. And you're completely right. I feel like um, when I've had like readings before, they do yawn and um, they'll like stop in their tracks and kind of like really zone in. Mm-hmm. But have everyone... you ever had one like hold their nose while you're speaking? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would mean like your breath stinks. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'd be like, what's coming through? What What's coming through? They're like, your breath, that your breath through the mask. Oh my God. I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. My apologies. No problem. So how's how's the model, Liliana Grace? She's good, but she's got a little cough. So hanging in there though. Hanging in there. How's my little, um, how's the baby? Branson, spectacular. He's teething still, so I'm hoping one of those teeth just push through. I feel so bad for him, and there's only so much you can do. Doctors do not recommend oral gel now, so really, it's, um, you know, teethers. They say you can give Tylenol, which I try not to give a lot unless it's, like, really bad. Um, and I just ordered a few more things that I have been told by people or, or read about that could possibly help, so... Um, Amazon, you know, is my best friend. They just dropped off some packages today. So we'll definitely try them out. Poor little guy. I mean, when did the teeth actually come in? Like one years old? No, it can be like any time. Like every child is so different. Do you know some babies are born with teeth? No way. Yes. 
Imagine Branson smiling at you with like my mouth like right now. Oh my gosh, and breastfeeding a newborn with teeth? You can't. There has to be like a rule. Like that would be horrible. That's nuts though. I never knew that. But I guess anything's possible. Is it like a like a rare thing? I think so. But I mean, unless like what I read was fake news, but yeah, like babies can be born with teeth. That's I'm wild. actually gonna look at that. How many babies are born with teeth? Should we interview somebody that was born with teeth? How many babies were born with teeth? You learn something new every time. Here on the hot tea happy hour, you learn that babies are born with teeth. One in every 2,000 to 3,000 babies are born with teeth. So it's very uncommon occurrence. That's teeth so that develop in this and are present at birth are known as natal teeth, which are not the same as neonatal teeth. Ne neonatal teeth can come in during the first 30 days of a newborn's life. That's wild. I mean, listeners, don't ever say that we never taught you anything. I know our guests always teach you things, but like these sisters, aka Brittany, taught you something new tonight. Yes. Should we start having kids, a back segment? Kids get their first tooth. They um, erupts at six or seven months, but first teeth may emerge at around 12 months or even later. Later. And some babies cut their teeth very early at around three or four months old. So it all varies, but. Branson will be, um, he will be six months and three days. Can we just talk that I kind of look like I'm about to go out? Can we just talk that I look like a stuffed animal right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I mean, my hair is atrocious, but don't I kind of look like I'm like about to head to the club? Yeah. So what would you say I look like? You're headed to bed. <laughs> oh my God. I know my house is so cold, but I love it. So I always have sweatshirts on, but maybe I should dress a little bit nicer. I'm kidding. I had a sweatshirt on. I just had this tank top on because I was sweating, even though during the day, I swear I'm always freezing. Like I'm always wrapped in a blanket or something. Oh my goodness. I can't wait for the fall. That just puts me like in such a fall mood. I know. Fall. fall is my favorite. I don't know if I said that before in the podcast, but I just love everything fall. Yeah, I like it until it gets, like, winter jacket cold. No, I enjoy the winter in the beginning, but after, like, one snowstorm, I'm done. I don't even need the one snowstorm. Or I need at least one. And I have a fireplace, so, like, I'm going to get this, um, I think it's a Yankee Candle firewood, and it smells like a Yankee Candle. I saw it last year when we didn't okay, have something to about all, like, I always need, like, a... A candle on. Yeah. And it reminds me of the mood. And like a pumpkin spice latte. I'm definitely going to drink hot drinks this year from like Dunkin' or Starbucks. And I usually only do ice, but I'm definitely going to adventure into the hot drinks because when I was a barista, I actually enjoyed hot drinks. Should we add another, like a barista fun fact into the mix? Like you got anything there? <sighs> oh. Um, at Starbucks, if you mix cinnamon dolce syrup with white chocolate syrup, it tastes like a cinnamon bun. Mmm, I love cinnamon dolce syrup. But even though they, they barely ever have it, do you ever notice that? Is that like a temporary? Um, I, I can't remember, but I thought we used to always have it, but maybe we didn't. But I'm telling you, if you get cinnamon dolce and white chocolate, that is the way to go. That sounds so good. And I love, I think cinnamon rolls would be my favorite dessert. Actually. Well, you have to. 
once you're done like this crazy diet, you definitely have to try this drink because it's amazing. I used to drink it all the time. I mean, that used to also bring us like home frappuccinos that were like a thousand calories each. And I drank one like once a night. So Isn't that like so gross looking back? Like they were so good though. It was like 1030 at night and I was in like elementary <laughs> school or middle school and you'd bring home a chocolate frappuccino and I drank it like it was a milkshake. The double chocolate chip. And did you put, um, like, there's probably caffeine in it, I would assume. In the chocolate chips, because I think they're Java chip, technically. Yeah, so, like, why was I drinking that at 10 years old? Because the base was, like, vanilla cream base, so you didn't know that there was espresso. I and I it. failed to tell you guys that. Those chocolate chips were, like, the best thing I've ever had in my life. I could actually eat them right now. Should we go for, like, a frap run after this? Yes, I actually, um, my favorite time to go to Starbucks is during Christmas. Well, I guess it's like cute in there. Is that why? I don't know. I don't know. It just like makes Christmas feel like Christmas. Like you would think that going we go to Starbucks. You Yes, you would think that like going, like that we've gone for Christmas every year to Starbucks, but it just puts you in the Christmas mood. Mm-mm-mm. Fun fact, go to Starbucks to feel in the Christmas Jolly Holly, in the Jolly Holly Christmas. Didn't that just make you like is so excited for Christmas? Me singing I think that? We might have to like cut the singing out because we might lose some listeners. Oh, and just in time to get rid of your singing, Cynthia is joining us. All right. Save by the bell. Hi there. How are you? Hey there, girls. I'm great. Thanks. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you messaged me. <laughs> I was like, I, it's been crazy. No, I get it. It's been absolutely crazy. We had to push back a bunch of things because I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but like th- this, the past couple of weeks have been chaotic for me. Oh, yeah. So, like, totally. Everybody sort of in my circle, if you will, um, are saying the same things. They're like, what is going on? It's like everything just is moving so slow. Things just aren't going as planned and so forth. So it's not just you. It's like it's globally, I think, you know, everybody right now. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to give our listeners before we get started into any questions, just Tell us about yourself, what you do. Okay, great. So, um, uh, oh, well, obviously, my name is Cynthia, Cynthia Fontaine, and I am a, I'm known as the kick-ass psychic medium on Clubhouse. And uh, I've been a, I grew up knowing I was psychic, so I guess I've been a psychic my whole life. I didn't know I was a medium until I was 19 when I went into a spontaneous trance in my grandmother's kitchen and channeled her teacher. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It totally yes. unexpected for both me and my grandmother. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was really, really kind of crazy. Um, but my grandmother also did this work. So even though it was crazy, we were both like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now what? And it's interesting because um, the... I, you know, didn't, I, I didn't know what I said because I was, tra- I was tra- uh, trance channeling. Mm-hmm. And um, when I asked my grandmother, well, what did, what did 
Tialdina say because I grew up, you know, with her teacher and spent time at her house when I was a kid growing up. And um, she said the message was for me and not for you. And she passed away and I never knew what the message was. So that's how the mediumship started. You know, my psychic training started early with my grandmother. Um, but it was interesting because my grandmother didn't actually give me a lot of the psychic tools I have now. But what she gave me was a strong sense of faith, which helped me be really solid. Um, and also connecting into the spirit realm through angels and saints. So that was, uh, um, you know, really a fabulous part sort of of my upbringing growing up that helped me because I've had a pretty crazy life with lots of trauma. And um, so that really helped me, you know, sort of stay on even ground, even when crazy things was going on in my life. And um, but the really funny thing is uh, when I was in my early 20s, I was going through a rough period in my life and my then husband um at the time had switched jobs and when we had been first married for the first year he worked nights and i worked days so i didn't see him except for on sundays and he changed jobs and then we started working the same schedule and that's when i learned that he was an addict because he was coming home every day like totally wasted and so I went to my grandmother, my aunt, and I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? They said, oh, we'll take you to our card reader. So I went to their card reader and their card reader told me that he was going to die in a car crash. Huh. <laughs> For months, I kept going back every week, hoping that she was going to say something different where, you know, I went hoping she was going to say, oh, he's going to stop drinking. He's going to, no, he's going to die in a car crash. So about five or six months after I had started seeing this card reader, I got into a car accident driving my then husband's car and the person I got into the accident with died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I went wild. Yeah. Ran back to the card reader and said, this has to be what you saw. She said, I did. It's not, he's still going to die in a car crash. <laughs> so what? that really, sort of knocked me for a loop. Now, that was when I was in my early 20s. Um, my then husband is still quite alive and we're both well into our 50s. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yes. So oh my goodness. Right. So what I didn't know back then that I've learned over the years is there is an ethics to this work, just like any other work. Mm -hmm. And that death is only between you and your higher power, whatever you believe that to be. Um, and so I didn't know that then. And I also didn't know that you shouldn't go to a psychic like every week, <laughs> maybe a couple of times a year, but not like every week, because then it becomes a really dysfunctional sort of relationship and you give your power away. So that's one thing I'm like really um, adamant about. You know, there's I do coaching with people, but I don't do psychic readings when I'm coaching with people. It's very different. Okay. Um so I would, because of that instance, and then there was a second instance with a card reader who was telling my aunt, my grandmother was going to die and, and she didn't die at the time when the card reader told her. So I said, you know what, this really screwed my life up. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this work. And I went to work for the government for 26 years. 
Oh. So you made a huge change. You went the opposite. Totally opposite. I ran so far away from this work. But I always had one toe in. So I started studying and I started studying not just psychic work, but I started studying healing work. And I started learning about healthy emotional relationships because I grew up in a family that had a lot of addiction and abuse. And I didn't know what healthy relationships looked like. And so I I started studying and I'm always, I still, I'm always studying. I'm always in some class or something or other, which I think is important when you work with anybody, not just in this field, but really any field that, you know, you're always learning. And my, my one of my daughter's horse trainers actually was the one who instilled that in me was that always coach with a coach who's always learning. And, um, and so I started my track sort of into holistic medicine. Okay. I became a Reiki master. I studied with two Native American uh, chiefs. Uh, and then um, I did lots of different healing things. I went to a three-year master intensive healer school. Um, all the while, well, I still had my sort of toe in the water. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I had a instance in my life where, um, you know, I hadn't been to a card reader in probably almost two decades. And I don't blame you to take a little bit of a break. <laughs> exactly. So, but then I had a situation in my life that hit me so hard that, um, I, you know, I knew that therapy wasn't going to help me fast enough to stay on the planet because that I was in this mindset, this mind space that was really very bad. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, therapy is not going to help me fast enough. Although I've had therapy in the past and it can be super effective and, and all that. But this time I knew I needed something fast. I said, I need to find a good psychic. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know anybody because I'd been out of sort of the field really for so long. So I started searching the internet um, and I saw this woman touring with Sylvia Brown, the famous psychic. And I thought, well, if she's starting with Sylvia Brown, she's got to be pretty good. And I got a hold of her her assistant. And she said, oh, her waiting list is six months long. I said, oh, I can't wait that long. I, I won't be here in six months. And she said, well, I'll put you on a cancellation list. I said, great. I'll take an appointment anytime, day or night. And her assistant called me the very next day and said, we have an appointment in two days. Do you want it? I said, yes. It meant to be meant to be meant to be and that phone call changed my life and that she's a famous psychic from canada she's a multi best time international best-selling author she's got like 15 oracle card decks she became my mentor and teacher okay and that's when i learned you know all about ethics and and about how to really do this work so that people get the most out of it in a positive way. So, you know, one thing is like I tell people, don't give your power away to me or anybody else. Yeah. I'm looking at threads of possibilities and probabilities when I'm working with someone. It's nothing is set in stone. Very little is set in stone. Mm-hmm. You know, we we put some big boulders in when we're on the other side. We sit down mm-hmm. with our team of, of uh, we come in with 12 um uh guides we have 12 chakras we have a guide for each chakra so we come in for with 12 guides and we sit down with the team on the other side and they say okay what do you want to learn in this lifetime what soul expansion do you want to do and then we'll put a couple of big boulders in so that we get that right 
And then the a lot of it is up to us to create and co-create, um, you know, the, the life that we want. And, you know, thankfully with Colette, I learned that studying under her and uh, it, it's completely changed my life. So that now was about 15 years ago. And we've been on stages across the country together, you know, across the U.S. Um, and, you know, we keep in touch regularly. And uh, so anyway, but she changed my life. And so I work in a way that she taught me that is such a different way than what I grew up with. And so I'm really, really feel really fortunate and blessed about that. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, to go from one extreme where somebody's, you know, making you fear everyday life to somebody who's almost saving your life in a sense is absolutely incredible. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And, you know, it's interesting because I have um, uh, my own book is coming out um, the beginning of December. And I'm also in a compilation book with um, Ignite Publishing with J.B. Owen. And that story, uh, that book is about is Ignite Forgiveness. And I actually tell the story about the psychic who almost ruined my life in that book and how the, you know, the other psychic turned it around. Well, I'm definitely going to have to read that book. What is that called just for our listeners? So um, that I'll have a, a chapter in Ignite Humanity where I talk about that story. Okay. And then my own book will be out. I think the release date's December 10th. And that is Psychic But Didn't See That Coming. I love that title. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. That actually came up when I was working on another compilation book um, for Clubhouse, The Power, Powerful Voices of Clubhouse. And um, talking with the um, the um, publisher one night, and we were kicking titles around for what my contribution was going to be for that book. And that's when Psychic But Didn't See That Coming came out. And she said, that's too good to use for a chapter. You got to use that for a book. Yeah, yeah that's, no, a, that's, that's kick-ass. Like, I yeah. love that. <laughs> and where can people find the book when it does come out? Like, through Instagram? Is there a site? Yeah, well, it's on pre-sale right now on um, on Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, so right now it's a it's an ebook, but uh, the my I I actually signed with a new new uh, editor and agent, and I think we're gonna actually do paperback as well. Um, so, but it is the ebook is pre-sale already on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and for international people, you know, they can check there. Um, booksellers, uh, it should be on all you know where any ebook booksellers are. And we'll find we'll put the link in our um, our post so that people can yeah. use find that. Yeah. So that's awesome, awesome, awesome. And Ignite Humanity isn't available yet, that won't be a pre sale. Um, that launches November 12th, I believe. And um, so there'll be a big launch party with that. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ignite Humanity, Ignite um, Forgiveness. Um, so there'll be a big launch party for that, uh, that weekend in November. And then, um, I'm actually going to be teaching from both of the books. Awesome. Okay. So there'll be workshops coming, um, next year for, with both, you know, using both books. That's awesome. So Cynthia, do you, um, solely focus now on workshops? Do you do also continue to do readings? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I took a break from teaching for about a year. I sh- actually shattered my leg and ankle. And yeah, so after that, I took a break from teaching. So I'm, I'm reorganizing now and getting new classes together. Um, so I will be having new classes coming up 
And then um, I, I do still take individual clients though on a very limited basis sure. because my schedule is so busy that, um, you know, I can only take so many individual clients a month. And then, um, you know, I'm getting back to doing group work as well. So I'm sort of transitioning from less individual one-on-ones to more group work with people where I still will be doing readings. Um, but I, like I said, I, I am still taking some individual clients. I feel like the group readings are getting more popular. I've been seeing that um, in a lot of places now. Do you do them in person? Do you do them virtually? Yeah, I do them both. I've been doing group readings now probably for about mm, 10 years, maybe. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so I do though, I do both in person and virtually. Of course, you know, with COVID, every, we, everybody went virtually. Um, so, you know, myself, like everybody else pivoted and, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing because there's no, there's no difficulty in reading. I don't have to have a person in front of me. Um, you know, so it's, it, there's, it's the same, whether you're on a camera or sitting in my office. Sometimes I think it's easier to do it virtually. Like, you know, you're not, you don't have to leave your house. You can be in the comfort of your own house and settings still. Um, and be able to, you know, relax after and kind of just take it all in. So I yeah, love totally, totally. And I, you know, and I do virtual groups too, where like say a family wanted to do a, a group, you know, I can, um, I do family groups as well. And then, you know, and then I just do groups where you buy a ticket, you show up and then it's, it's whoever is supposed to be there in the group. And I always feel really strongly that whoever's meant to be there is there. And that everybody gets what they need, even if they don't get what they want, mm-hmm. they get what they need. Absolutely. So, so oh, go ahead, Meg. So, so when you're having those readings, um, is it, are you using cards? Are you almost like looking at the screen and then people come through to you? Like how, how does that, that feeling happen? So it's interesting for me, um, in the younger days, when I first started, I would hear a voice around the outside of my right ear. I wouldn't hear the voice in my ear. Um, and it came through sort of staccato and, and I would have to interpret what I was hearing. And now it's so seamless. It's like part of me where, um, the information is just there. And I, you know, people say, how do you know that? I'm like, well, I'm, the channel's open, you know, it's like yeah. drinking a straw and the water's coming through. Um, so I don't actually need cards, but when I'm with a group uh, in person, I will use cards often because people like to have something tangible. They like to see something. And it's, and, and sometimes when I'm online, I'll use cards as well. Um, and it's more for like a punctuation mark that, rather than uh, to use them for the whole reading. Um, because like I said, I, I, I don't need the cards. I never really have. Uh, and part of that is because I was so opposed to cards because of those mm-hmm. bad experiences. But, you know, I did learn to uh, learn how to read cards and I, you know, I am an expert in them. Um, it's just that I don't need them. So if I don't need them, you know, why use them? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't oppose them anymore. In fact, I use them as a tool that's very helpful. Um, you, gar- you girls want me to pull a card for you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is Colette Baron reeds uh, Wisdom of the Oracle deck. And this is actually the deck that she uses in her Oracle school. Um, so let's see. So each of you think of something that you are sort of in a, uh, in a 
in between place or need some clarity on or direction. Okay. okay. And um, I'm going to go to Meg first. So Meg, those cards are just falling out of the deck. <laughs> but if it's it's if it was one or two cards, I would look at them. But it was like four or five. So, um, so Meg, have in mind what whatever the the situation is for you. Okay. And then tell me when to stop shuffling. Stop. Okay. And do you want top, bottom, or middle? Um, middle. Okay. Oh, this is a great card. So you got to imagine upright. So okay. when you get this card, it's like anything is possible. You just have to imagine what it is that you want to create in your life. Um, I feel like you're going through a period of great expansion and you're testing the waters in different areas and not really exactly 100% sure of which, which river you will if you want to step in completely. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And and so really get creative about not just what you want to see in your life, but how you want to feel in your life. Because that's the most important thing. Because how many times do people get what they want and then they don't feel good? They don't, mm -hmm. they realize, ah, and then they're always looking for the next best thing. So it's like when you put on a piece of clothing and you go, Oh, this feels really good. I feel good in this. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's how do you want to feel in that situation? Okay. And then I'm getting the letter T. For respect of all family and friends involved, we have decided to cut this portion of the podcast. But the information we did receive was extremely amazing. We would also like to dedicate today's podcast to domestic violence awareness. If you or anyone you know needs help, please call. 1-800-799-7233. And, um, you know, so I've been doing this for a really long time, having, even though, you know, I, so even though I wasn't doing it professional, so I can flush things out and I'm pretty good at bringing people in and going, okay, who are you? Mm -hmm. And um, give me some more details. Yeah. That's amazing though. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. I did obviously didn't always think it was. <laughs> and probably yeah, we, were, you know. we were saying exhausting too, because I feel like it's um, so much energy that you're probably trying to focus on. So it for it used to be on, and I'll you know honestly, but I went to when I went to the healer school. I went to a three year intensive healer school, the Reese Thomas Institute of Energy Medicine, and. Um, in that three years, I learned how to hold and contain my own energy. Mm -hmm. And so now, rather than using my energy when I'm doing this work, I'm actually like a straw. And so I'm the straw. And, you know, if I'm working with uh, someone who's passed, they're feeding me the energy, the, the messages through the straw, and I'm just mm -hmm. the straw. So okay. it actually energizes me now where it used to exhaust me. Like if I did a group, um, even like a small group, if I did a group, I used to cap it. 10 people was all I could do. Mm -hmm. I do a group for of 10 people. It would take me two days to recover because I was using my own energy and life force. And so the healer school, you know, really taught me how to, um, to build my own energy field and also contain my energy so that I'm just the channel and the vessel and I'm not using my energy to bring the messages through. So that really changed things. And, you know, that's allowed me 
to work in front of, you know, large groups of hundreds of people. And um, that was a, that was a game changer. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. (laughs) So I know Brittany's probably wondering, has anyone come through for her? She's probably like, Megan always gets, because every time we go, even we actually went to a medium before for her and someone Uh came through to me. So I I know (laughs) she's over there waiting. That's so funny. So, um, so who's the one that is sort of the leader between the two of you? Um, what'd you and, say? And just like my, with me and Megan. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say me, I'm, I'm the older mm-hmm. sister, but, um, I think she leads me in a lot of way, which is her, com- like her confidence and her drive and everything. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happens often is the one with the biggest energy will the one will be the one that gets you know, the attention because your energy field is pushing out more. Right. Um, so with that being said, let's see what we have for, are you, um, are you sort of in it? They want to talk about relationships with you and, Oh, let me pull a card for you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, so think about, and I don't know if relationships is what's sort of in your mind. Um, but think about what, ever sort of like the biggest issue you're facing right now is or that you're looking for guidance on okay and tell me when to stop shuffling stop okay top bottom or middle uh bottom oh risk taker (laughs) (laughs) oh between worlds so between worlds is like you've got one one foot in one world and one foot in the other so this can be related to if you're looking to make a job transition, right? You got one foot over here and you're not quite into the new thing yet. Um, it, I do feel, do you have two jobs or do you two, two, do two different things? Well, I have, I just went back to work and I just became a mom. So I guess in a sense, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cause I feel like this is related to the two different things that you do. Yeah, because this can also be a card that represents um, psychic ability as well. Okay, so that you live in two worlds, you live in like the spirit world and you live in the the earth plane as well. But I feel like for you, this is talking about the two different worlds you're working in that that you're working in. Yeah. You know, so that makes sense if you just went back to work and you're a new mom. That, yeah, you are in these two worlds, right? It's like or and this this might be work. And this might be your your baby, right? Yeah, absolutely. Where it's like, and this is, I don't, <laughs> right? Yes, it's colorful and it's fun and exciting and everything. Um, so uh, that's really cool. I feel like I, need, I want to pull a second card for you. Um, you didn't think we were going to give you all of our secrets, did you? We'll be back soon with a little bit more. You don't want to miss it. And Brittany, like is definitely like going to be calling me because she loves this stuff. Like she actually um, was the <laughs> one who like originally got me to going to more um, psychics and mediums because it really mm-hmm. does like put things into a different perspective for you. Um, yeah. I mean, I know I, you've I had feel some- like what you do just makes people excited and, mm-hmm. you know, if they're in a bad situation, it kind of gives them hope to keep going and things will get better. So I think mm-hmm. what you do yeah. is amazing. And um it's it's truly a gift that you give to other people yeah oh thank you so much that you know that really means a lot to me because that's what i really strive for yeah and you know even though that situation you know with the psychical almost ruined my life 
I look at that now as a blessing because mm-hmm. it really made me um, strive to be better um, sure. and to, to be be the very best I can. Because, you know, like in this work, like any other work, um, like, for example, a lot of kids start playing the piano in grade school, right? Yeah. But the, by the time you get to fourth grade or fifth grade, half of those kids have dropped off, if not more. And then by the time you get to high school, there may be two or three that are still playing. And then by the time you get to college, there might be one left, you know, and only sort of one excels out of a group of, of you know, 50 or 100. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, to excel to the level of Beethoven or Bach, it's even fewer. So I really have made an effort to to be the best that I can be. And I also have learned that the way, one of the ways that you do that is you have to clean up your spleen. You have to, you know, the things that trip you up, the wounding that we, that you have, because we all have wounding from our childhood and Mm -hmm. even into our adulthood. Um, When you clean that stuff up and, uh, you know, I have a regular meditation practice. I'm out in nature all the time. And so those things, when you clear your channel, it's like wiping the window on your the windshield of your car. If you don't ever clean the windshield on your car, you know, at some point you can't really see where you're going. Yeah. So it's the same. And in this work, cleaning the windshield is, you know, doing uh, uh, meditating and getting out in nature and, and taking care of yourself, self-care, and also, you know, therapy when you need it, um, getting, getting, um, um, you know, body work and things like that. And then also doing personal development work to clear up the, the past wounding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so it's, you know, it's been, I've made it my mission to be as the best that I can so that people get value out of what I do and they're not, you know, hurt by what I do. Yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. And I think it's like a, almost like a full story, right? Like it goes full circle that, you've had the experiences yourself and you know how to basically best provide what you do to people where it will positively impact them. So it's yeah. amazing kind of your story overall. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. So I much. cannot wait to read your book and I know yeah. a lot of your listeners will be super interested in buying it as well um, uh. with that kick-ass title also. <laughs> <laughs> thank you because my editor is arguing with me about the title. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's, it's everything. Tell, tell them to listen to the podcast and then they'll hear that we love it. <laughs> awesome. I am going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cynthia, it has been amazing um, speaking with you tonight. And uh, listeners, make sure to take a look at our Instagram page. We can tag Cynthia there so that you guys can take a look um, and go buy her book because it's in pre sale. Ebooks available now. Uh, but, Cynthia, have a wonderful night and thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you both. It's been a real pleasure and joy for me to be here. And I really appreciate you both. And congratulations on everything. Babies, weddings, all that. Yeah, a lot going on. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank Thank you both. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye.